Normally this would be the time that the children flood away. But now is the time that they start to go to sleep. So all kids, you take a nap. When it's time for you to wake up, I'll let you know. We're, uh, we're winding down our summer series in Philippians. Uh, we've been doing lessons from lockdown. And, uh, well, this week is a pretty important lesson from lockdown. Um, my buddy uh, Scott, who was just on base there, his dad used to say the same thing all the time uh, at work. He would say, he would say uh, when a reporter asked John D. Rockefeller... How much money is enough? Rockefeller responded, a little bit more. John D. Rockefeller was as rich as a human being could possibly be in his day. And yet he never, ever, ever was satisfied. He was never content. I watched a few of the uh, Democratic National Convention uh, speeches and some from the Republican National Convention speeches, and I found as I was listening that the same themes got, kept getting hit over and over. Uh, so, for example, in the DNC, uh, the one thing that kept going was it, was it was this. It was like, America has the promise of justice, but we haven't reached it, and we need to keep striving. There needs to be more justice. And so if you were to ask someone from the Democratic National Convention how much justice is enough, they probably would say, well, a little bit more. In the Republican National Convention, I kept hearing over and over, you too can achieve your American dream. There is a better future for you. And they they hammered this again and again. And uh, the idea being that whatever it is that you believe uh, your future could or might hold, it's right there if you work hard enough and play by the rules. And I imagine that if someone (laughs) were to ask the Republicans, well, how many American dreams are enough? They'd probably say, well, just a few. Just a few more. And that speaks uh, to what I think is a crisis of discontent in our country, in our culture, and, po- and possibly even the world. It might be that this is something that's relatively new for America, um, but I would suggest that most of our kids here, I think most of you have probably recognized in the lives of your family, here at the church, at school, in the world, in your own hearts? How much Call of Duty is enough? (laughs) Just a little bit more. How many episodes of your new favorite anime are enough? Just a few more. And you might be wondering, is there such a thing as contentment? It might be that there's not. It might be that this is just the human lot. It, just might, it might be that humanity is just, we're somehow broken. We're somehow uh, infected with some kind of deep flaw that makes it so that we're never, ever satisfied. That might be the case. In fact, uh, Buddhism as a, as a religion is basically built on the principle of the only solution to our crisis of discontent is to eradicate all desire. 
It's to take, it's to take every bit of want or need or wish and just tear it out of our, like burn it out so that we become people who are, who have no desire at all. Well, today, Paul is sharing with the Philippians, I think, sharing with us the Bible's answer, God's answer to the whole, the contentment whole that's inside all of us. And so let's, uh, let's read what Paul has to say. This is uh, my translation. I'll make some notes about it as we go through. Paul says, Oh, how greatly I exulted in the Lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for me. What Paul is saying is, Hey, Philippians, thanks for sending me all this money. It's a true fact there. Uh, they, Paul was in prison, and, he, and in, in Roman prisons, if you didn't have money to eat, well, you starved. And the Philippians found out about this, and they sent him a big donation uh, with a guy named Epaphroditus. And Paul's saying, oh, uh, thank you so much for renewing your concern for me. Uh, and of course, you always cared, but had no chance to show it. I'm not saying this because I need anything, Paul says. I don't need your money. Because I've learned to be content no matter my circumstances. I've known scarcity and I've known abundance. I've learned the secret of contentment always and everywhere. Whether sated, uh, kids that means full, or hungry. Wealthy or poor. And you may know this, it's one of the most famous verses in the Bible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you, Philippians, when you shared my trouble. So Paul gets this awesome gift of of money. So now he's able to eat more and maybe have a better bed. Uh, Things are better for him. But he he wants to remind the Philippians, you don't have to do this. I'm not not begging, okay? I'm all right. Look at what he says, though. Uh, Look at what he says. Focus on on these words, scarcity and abundance. Paul in his life has known uh, times of not having enough to eat and having way too much. uh, In fact, when he was living in Philippi, he lived with a wealthy merchant named Lydia, and she supplied all of his needs. He had a nice feather bed. He was able to eat the finest meats. He got plump, and he was enjoying life. And then when he left Philippi, he was in places where he didn't have anything at all. And he was sleeping on the rocks, and his back hurt, and his hands hurt from working all day, and still not having enough. And regardless of the circumstance, Paul says over and over, I'm okay. I'm good. Whether, whether full, hungry, rich, poor, I'm good. Now notice that what he didn't do is he didn't do what the Buddhists do. He didn't, he didn't get rid of all desire, right? If anyone here has ever been hungry, um, I experience hunger five to six times a day. And one thing, one thing I've learned about hunger is it's not something that you can just, you can't just leave, make it leave, the desire is there whether you want it or not, right? Whatever you're doing, like if you're hungry, you're hungry. And likewise, uh, when you're not hungry, when you're full, it doesn't change the fact that when you see what someone else has, you kind of want that too. And so when I go to Chick-fil-A, I make sure to get my kids like a six count nugget because I know they're going to eat three. And that way there's three more for me. I'm totally full, but I want more. And Paul's saying the same thing. When Paul was living with Lydia, he was probably like, this is a nice uh, feather bed, but boy, wouldn't it be nice to have servants too? That'd be great. And when his back was hurting and he was hungry, he was like, boy, wouldn't it be nice to eat? The desire didn't leave Paul. He, he, he He didn't somehow like stop wanting stuff. 
He's like the rest of us. He, whether he's you know, in scarcity, whether he has a ton, he's always kind of wanting things. All right. So, children, however old you are, as long as you're under the age of 18, I think we could probably make this work. But you have to be a child that likes candy um, or... Uh, is there a, have you heard of this place called Menchies? What is Menchies? What is it? Frozen yogurt. Okay, so you have to like frozen yogurt. They, yeah, they definitely do. They're all over that. Uh, we do have gluten-free options, I've been told. So there's Skittles, if you're into that. Um, There's no sugar-free options. So here's the deal. You, you, you can't come up here if you're not interested in going to Menchie's. You have to want to go to Menchie's because, because I have somewhere in here a $25 gift card to Menchie's. So I would prefer to have at least five, maybe seven. So, okay, yeah, come on up. Go ahead and come up. Come up. Yeah, come up. Come up. I can't have more than t- uh, 10. I- I'm maxing out at 10. Yeah, come up. It's fine. It's a wrestling match. It's a wrestling match. It is a game. It is a, it is a challenge. Okay. Did we get to 10? I think we're over 10. If it's more than 10, I'll go. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate that. All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, I'm going to use you. You want to get wet later? What? Do you want to get wet later? You get well. Okay, thanks, Levi. I appreciate it. All right, so uh, so here's the deal. Everybody here is going to get two cards. One card. Face face your parents. Don't look at me. <laughs> Good. All right. One card says candy. One index card index card says candy. One says card. Okay. And you're each going to get two. You know, one of each. Okay. Here you go. Candy, card. All right. Candy, card. Candy. Card. And here's the deal. Um, I'm in a second. I'm going to ask you which you would prefer to get. You can have either the, the the prizes are three pieces of candy, or a twenty five dollar gift card to Menchie's. Do you have any like twenty five dollars Target? There's no twenty five dollars card. You know what, man? I'll make it. I'll make it cash value. So if you want to turn that in for cash, I'll give you cash. Okay. All right. So it's twenty five dollars cash and or Menchie's. Or, or three pieces of candy. Three pieces of this. So you could have one or the other, right? But here's the deal. There's a, there's a, there's a catch. You, you're going to keep it secret, what you're going to choose. And when I say show it, you're going to show it. It's going to be either candy, because you want three pieces of candy, or you're going to say card, because you want $25 cash. You kind of want 25 I get that. I understand where you're coming from. So here's the deal. Here's the catch. The catch is this. If every single one of you shows candy then every single one of you gets three pieces of candy. If every single one of you shows candy, but one of you says card, that person gets the card. But if two people or more show card, nobody gets anything. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. So... Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to show them, not me. You're, they're going to be the judge. Okay, so turn around, turn around, face everybody, face them, and start to make a, just a decision. Think hard about what you want. So here's the deal. If all of, don't show it yet, bro. You cheater. 
doesn't work that way. All right, so here's the deal. If all of you choose candy, then everyone gets three pieces of candy. If all of you except for one, if one person says card, that person gets the card, everyone else gets candy. But if two or more people show card, nobody gets anything. All right, so choose your card. Get ready. Make it a secret. It's a secret. Secret. Turn around. You show them. Show them. Show, turn around. Turn around. On your marks. Not yet. On your. When I say go. All right. On your marks. Get set. Show. Show them, buddy. Not you. You all said card. Most of them. There's a couple of candies. You meant candy. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, buddy, because more than than, than one person said card, nobody gets anything. Hey, here's the deal, though. What if, well, let's try it again. We'll do it one more time. Is that fair? Try it one more time? No, card, okay? Uh, keep your mouth shut. I love you. Okay. Okay. So here we go. On your marks. Get set. Show. There's more cards. All right, here's, okay, guys, here's the deal. This is your last chance. Here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you 30 seconds. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk and work together. Okay? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If anyone, you're going to get 30 seconds to... 25 well, bucks. Well, but would you, have, would you prefer 25 bucks or nothing? 25 bucks. Right, but what if you didn't have a choice? 25 bucks. It's not a choice. All right, well, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Put that back. You know the rules. All right, 30 seconds. Talk. Talk amongst yourselves. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? 15 seconds. 10 seconds. 5 seconds. 1 second. Okay, last chance. Here it is. Last chance. All right, hold. hold. It's just, it's, it's, don't cheat. All right, here's the, here's the deal. If there's two people with the word card nobody gets anything i'm gonna eat all of this by myself right in front of you oh even what yeah that's a better we'll give it to your parents we'll give your parents the candy all right on your marks get set show okay who showed card who showed card who showed card go sit down go sit down who showed candy all right, the rest of you guys can have three pieces of candy. Well done. Well done. Oh, the card? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the card. Nobody gets the card. Just three, three pieces of candy and then go sit down. If you're gluten-free, stick with the Skittles. Those are made out of, like, silicone or something. All right, now... They deserve the candy even though they ruined it for everyone else? Okay, fine. You guys can have the candy too. Thank my father. Yeah, who was it? Was it Reese? No, who did it? Oh, Reed, okay. You're welcome. Reed, just three, man. You don't deserve any. Just take three. Okay. You're a softie. I say punish them for their greed. Amen. Okay, now, here's the deal. What, th- this, of course, is a... Uh, yeah, come on up, man. Rocco, go ahead and grab three. Th- this is obviously a, uh, it's a... It's a take on the prisoner's dilemma, right? 
the idea being that everyone, if you work together and you're content with a little bit, you, you're going to be fine. But if you're constantly reaching for that next level, well, then you're not going to be fine. You'd be a mess. What Paul is saying is that when he's in the middle of the prisoner's dilemma, he's, it's not stress for him. Because it doesn't matter if he has a $25 gift card to Menchie's. It doesn't matter if he got three pieces of candy or nothing at all. He's okay. There's not, there's not like some level of, of thing. Well, he, if he just gets to here, then he's fine. No, he says literally whether I'm out in the cold hungry or sleeping in the nice bed, warm and fed, I'm happy. That's the first thing in your note sheets. Contentment means being satisfied. Satisfied in surplus and scarcity. Satisfied in surplus and scarcity. Well, that's impossible. How is that possible? Well, the good news is Paul is going to show us how that's possible. But the first thing that might bring up a question for us. That might bring up a question. Is it easier for you? And it's different for everyone. Is it easier for you to be content when you have a lot or you have a little? You see, there's some people who actually function really well when they have very little. Um, they're called missionaries. Pastors. Most pastors, not this one. <laughs> Rolling. Uh, no, but there's a lot of people who actually function very, very well with very little. That's where they're happiest. That's where they're most content. There's other people who are, function very well when they have a lot. And then there's real people who aren't content regardless. And so it's worth asking yourself, is there a place in your life, a a level at which contentment's easier and harder? And if so, keep that in mind because Paul's going to be sharing the secret of contentment that that's going to help. So let's uh, go back to the text. Check this out. Paul says, I've learned to be content no matter my circumstances. And then he says this, I've known scarcity. I've known abundance. I've experienced both. I've learned the secret of contentment always and everywhere. Uh, that, that word, it really does, it's, it's only used in the ancient world, um, uh, muo, to describe being initiated, yep, initiated into a series of mysteries, okay? It's, it's, it's like uh, there's, there's a secret, there's a trick, there's something special out there that nobody knows. And, 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 and this, this is something that if you have it, you'll have the secret to whatever. And Paul's using that word, he's saying, I've learned the secret to contentment. There's something special, there's a trick out there and I've learned it. Okay. This time... Maybe three volunteers. I think three is good. Yeah, Levi, come on up. Olivia, it's fine. Uh, if you've okay, go ahead, Zoe. We'll make. Dude, you already went. Wait, wait, wait for the last one. I'll, I'll get you again. All right, here's the deal. My question to you is, well, it's not a question. It's a bet. I bet I can dump this out faster than any one of you. I bet I can dump out the water into this jug faster than any one of you. Now, here's the deal. There's a, there's a, there's a trick. There's a, there's, a, there's a rule, though. When you're doing it, when you're, when you're pouring it out, you can't make the crinkle sound of when you smash plastic. Do you know that sound? It's like this. If I hear any of that, you're cheating, okay? 
So, but the, the, my, my question to you is, who here thinks that they can beat me? Who can dump this out faster than me? Olivia, you want to try? Okay, come on. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I want you to pour it in here. This is minimal, and then step back here so they can see you. Step back here. Good. So everyone can see. And I'm going to time you, okay? So wait for me to get my timer out. And I'm going to see if I can beat you. Okay. As soon as you start pouring, I'm going to time. Okay, on your marks. Okay, set. Go. It's respectable. Looking good. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, 13 seconds. Wow. Good job, honey. That was awesome. Proud of you. Proud of you. Okay, either of you guys think you can beat 13 seconds? Now, remember, no crinkle. So what I mean by that is you can't, like, squeeze it out. That's cheating. So who wants to go next? All right, Zozo? All right, come on. Let's fill this thing up. A little bit there. Okay. All right, no, no crinkle. Let me make sure everyone can see you. Let me reset the... Olivia, you got 13.43. That's really, really good. Okay. On your mark. Guess I go. Careful, you don't want to crinkle. But you might need to shake it. Eleven point six eight seconds. Wow. Really strong work. Really eleven point six eight. Levi. It's go time, bud. Get I don't want to use these because this is actually Evian water and that's my favorite water. So I'm just gonna keep refilling this one so I can it is six dollars a bottle. I mean you know, I don't wanna wanna ruin it. I do love water. Okay, buddy. Alright, hold on, let me reset there. Okay, are you ready? Okay. On your marks. Guess it. No crinkles. Go. Go, 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 go. You're almost there. Victory. Win it. Win it. Oh, 11.7. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. So it looks like Zozo is going to win. But hey, I get a chance too. Right? I get a chance to beat you guys. And then I'll get the candy for, for winning. The winner gets the candy. That's how this goes. What? Oh, yeah. No, even better. The winner gets the uh, Menchies thing. That's... Okay, do any of you guys know how to do a timer? Oh, you got that. Okay. Can they move to the side? Yeah, I got it. Hey, who's the best at pouring out water? This guy. Yeah. What a useful skill. It was 13 seconds. It was 13, no, it wasn't. It was, I, I think the be, I think. So here's the deal. Uh, guys, I'm just kidding. Of course you guys get three pieces of candy. Go sit down. Good job. Thank you. Okay, now. Okay, guys. Hold on, though. There's a point here. Here's the deal. The truth of the matter is, even if... So now you know the secret, right? Zozo, what's the secret? 
Yeah, you got to make a little like spinneroo. There's probably some science behind that, but I don't know that because I just saw it on YouTube. Um, but now you know the secret. But here's the deal. Even when I learned the secret, I still had to practice. Yesterday, Aaron and I were in the backyard filling that thing up and then trying to do over. And I, I got like, even with the secret, I was still stuck in like the seven to eight to nine second zone. But with time, what did I get? That's my, oh, that, oh no, my best was 5.22 seconds yesterday. But the point is, even with the trick, even knowing the special secret, even after being initiated into that secret, it still, it still took practice and experience. And you notice that Paul says, I've learned, right? He's learned the secret, but he still also, after learning the secret, experiences and learns and keeps experiencing what it's like to have a little, have a lot. And in time, after learning the secret, he gets better and better and better at contentment. Now, most of us think that contentment is uh, you either have it or you don't kind of thing. Most of us think that there are people who are gifted with contentment and everybody else and the rest of us. And it might be true. It might be true that there are people out there who really have been given a gift of contentment by the Lord. That, I believe that's a real thing. I believe that's true. But what Paul's saying is he's saying, I didn't get that gift. He's saying that was something I had to learn. That was something I had to find out. He had to learn the secret and then he had to put the secret into practice again and again and again. And at some point in his life, by the time he's talking to Philippians, he says, now I'm good no matter what. This next thing in your note sheets, uh, contentment is grown, not given. It's grown, not given. Yes, we do need to learn the secret of contentment, and we're going to get there in in just a second. But even when you have it, even when you know the secret, it's still something you got to put into practice again and again and again. So let's look at it. Let's look look at the most famous uh, verse, or one of the most famous verses in the new. Oh yeah, what time? Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's skip that. Go to go back to the text. One of the most famous verses in the New Testament, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you're fans of uh, Steph Curry, of the Golden State Warriors, he has this on his shoe or it's a tattoo or something. Um, And most of us, when we hear this, we think, oh, I can do anything because Jesus gives me power, right? So so we're going to go ahead and put that into practice. Um, I would like to see somebody here fly right now. So it just, just somebody, you go ahead, flap. I mean, pretty good, but I mean, well, maybe he just didn't have enough faith. So somebody who has more faith, go ahead and, and, and fly for us. Olivia, go ahead. Go ahead and fly. Really pray hard first though, honey. Yeah, that looks a lot more like flopping around and jumping than flying. Well, the reason for that is, uh, yeah, the, there's some Greek issues here that in the New King James and then subsequent translations, they've made some uh, poor choices. And the first is um, all things. Where I have above uh, always and everywhere, that's Paul using the same word or different ver- uh, two versions of the same word, uh, panta and posin. Um, 
And, and, and those words mean like everything and um, always. And so I've translated English always and everywhere. In this uh, verse, in the following verse, he uses those words again. Panta. Um, all things. Meaning, he's, he's drawing the meaning from this word from the previous sentence. Where it says always and everywhere. And before that, all, any circumstance. Okay, so in, in like a good gloss of this in English would be in any circumstance or in every circumstance, even though you could literally translate it in all things. He, he's really drawing on what he said just before. So it means in every circumstance. And following that where it says, I can do all things. You need to know this is not the normal Greek word for do. That word is poieo. It means to do or to make. This is eskuo. And it's a different word. It, it means to, um, to have the ability or to have enough power or to um, be able to do something. Um, and it's frequently used to mean things like endure or in English, to be able to handle something. Right? So if you had like a big problem in your life um, and you were able to handle it, that would be iskuo. That would be this word. And so even though it says on Steph's you know, ankle or shoe or whatever, I can do all things, it would probably be more accurate to say, um, I can handle any circumstance. Right? I can handle any circumstance. And how? Uh, through Christ who strengthens me. Again, a very odd translation. The, the totally natural translation would be in Christ. Uh, it's an N dative, not a dia, for those of you who care. Um, and, and, and what that means is Paul literally is saying, I, I can handle any circumstance in Christ who strengthens me or powers me. That matters because Paul uses the term or the phrase in Christ a ton in the New Testament. It's one of his favorite phrases. And he has some very specific meanings for it. In Christ, very often for Paul, means not just being a believer, but being somebody who is all in on thinking, praying, focusing on Jesus. Always meditating, always having Jesus in the back of his mind, always thinking or considering what the deal is with Jesus, always praying, Jesus, I, I need your help. This is what's going on with me. Always considering Christ crucified. That's a big thing for Paul. He always, when he thinks Jesus, he thinks Jesus crucified. So again, a better way maybe to gloss this would be, I can handle any circumstance by focusing on Jesus who gives me power. All right, this is the big one. This is the wet one. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, Jeff, I know that your heart's rating, beating really fast right now, but I want you to, I, I'm going to promise you I'm going to send them to shoot each other over there away from all the equipment. But just for the record, this is, this is what this does. Can I shoot you? Is that okay? No. <laughs> nice. All right. Now here's the deal. I need, uh, I need five volunteers willing to get wet. Five. Okay, Rocco, yeah, you want to come up? Okay, yes, come up. Uh, anybody new? Have you, did, what did you do? Yeah, that was boring. Come on up. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, Julia Golia, come on up. Okay. All right, now I need uh, two people who like to shoot other people. Okay, Charlie, Evie, yeah, come on up. Okay. Okay, 
Okay, now here's the deal. Um, does someone who's much stronger than I can, can not know an adult probably. Someone, I need to take this this bad boy over into the grass. No, bud, that's got five gallons of water in it. Thank you, man. Don't screw it on. Just leave it so they can get it off. No, don't screw it on. What? Don't screw it on. Okay, all right. Okay, now here's the deal, guys. Okay, focus. Charlie, you get a gun. Evie, you get a gun. Well, it depends. Yeah, I can set that up. Is that how you want it? Yeah, okay, that's fine. All right, okay. Okay, Evie, you are going to be contentment. You're going to be contentment. You're going to represent for us contentment. Guys, look at them, not me. Okay. So you're going to represent contentment. And Rocco, because you're a beautiful soul, you get to be Jesus. Okay, so you get to be Jesus. So, so uh, Evie, because you're a person who's content, you're going to be focused on one thing, and that is catching Jesus with a blast of water. Okay, that's going to be your job. Now, uh, Charlie, Charlie, you're going to be discontentment. Okay, you're going to be discontentment, and the person who's discontent is a person who's kind of excited about a whole bunch of different things. Like, for example, like like money. Right, like money, and like and like relationships, okay, and and like and like and like status and popularity, and like and like stuff, okay. So money, relationships, status and popularity, and stuff. Charlie Sue, your job is to catch all of those things by shooting them with water, okay. So, in order to make this work, you can see uh, John has helpfully put the, uh, the orange uh, deal over there. So, here's how it's going to work, okay? We're all going to be, t- you, all of you are going to be touching the orange uh, bin of full of water, okay? And when I say go, Jesus, money, relationships, status and popularity, and stuff get about a two and a half second lead start. You bolt. Where you go, though, is nowhere near this equipment. Nowhere near anyone's car. If your car gets wet, I will pay for the cheap shell drive-through car wash. But let's avoid that. you got to stay on the greenery, okay? But you get a a two-and-a-half-second head start. Charlie and Evie, your job? Blast them. Evie, you blast Jesus. (laughs) Charlie, Sue, money, relationship, status, popularity, and stuff. Okay, guys, go. Go. Go go, uh, touch touch the... the thing, the orange thing. Go, you two, you two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, can you still hear me? Still hear me okay? All right, if you'd like to watch, you may need to stand up. It, it's really not that interesting. It's just kids getting wet. Rocco, you got to touch that thing, man. No, okay, all right. We're going to give them two and a half seconds. So on your mark, get set, go. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, go. Charlie, Evie, get him. It's all right. No, Rocco, you got to stay on the grass, man. Rocco, Jesus writes within the lines. Get him, Charlie. Rocco, stay on the grass, man. Don't leave. Did you get him yet, Evie? Win this for me, honey. It doesn't work if you don't shoot him first. Get him! Yeah! All right. All right. Come on back, y'all. Come on back. Don't worry. After the service, which is in like four minutes, you guys can do this as much as you like. As much as your parents tolerate. Come on back. 
Come on back. Uh, Evie won. Well, they all win. It's a participation thing. Uh, three, three candies for all y'all. Come on back. Uh, I let the cat out of the bag. Pandora's box. Okay. Charlie, come on back. Get your candy, honey. Levi. Levi, come on back. Get your... Good job. Thank you. Yeah, you guys can have three candies and sit down. Good job. You, everyone gets three candies. Everybody wins. All right, now. It's probably pretty obvious. But Evie had a much easier job. Because she had one target. And she stayed laser focused on that target. And as a result, she was able to hunt him down and put him down like a wild deer. On the other hand, Charlie Sue had a really difficult job, right? She had to chase all these different people. She was constantly going left and right, and it was, it was impossible. She, how can anyone accomplish that? How can anyone do that? Paul says, he says, he says I can handle any circumstance because I am focused 100% on Jesus Christ and him crucified. When Paul's thinking about Jesus, he's thinking about Jesus and, and he's recognizing Jesus didn't have, what did Jesus have? He had no place to lay his head. Je- what did Jesus have? Jesus had the, the sins of the world on his shoulders. Jesus suffocated to death on a piece of wood. And as that was happening, he experienced separation from the Father with whom he was one. And so when Paul's laser-like focused on that, praying to that divine being, The other stuff doesn't matter so much. In fact, what he hears over and over, and he tells us this in Corinthians, is he hears Jesus saying to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Trust me, I've had it worse. And my grace is sufficient for you. And that's the trick. That's the trick. That's the trick of contentment. But, but just knowing it isn't enough. Just knowing that a, a laser-like focus on Jesus isn't enough. It's still something that we have to grow into. We have to experience life. And we have to, to practice it over and over until, until that mentality of, of Jesus have, being enough for us becomes second nature. But for any one of us who's sitting there thinking, man, I wish I could just be happy. I wish I could just be okay. Paul says you can. Because you can handle any circumstance in Christ who strengthens you, who gives you power. Let's pray. Oh yeah, that's the last thing you know. She's... Jesus, not the Joneses. Kids, uh, back in the day, there used to be a 
thing called keeping up with the Joneses. This notion that we gotta focus on the money and the stuff and the relationships and the popularity. And if we just do that, we'd be happy. And, and everyone who's done it knows it's not true. And so instead, Jesus, not the Joneses. Gracious God and Father, we are blessed to be your children. We're blessed to be in this tent of meeting to experience your glory and your power, to sing together, to pray together, uh, to be united as one people together, to hear the voice of your word. God, may we be the people who break the crisis of discontent in this country, in this county, in this world. May we be the people who are satisfied in surplus and scarcity. May we be the people who focus like a laser on Jesus, not the Joneses. And may we grow into a contentment. Knowing, Lord Jesus, that your grace is sufficient for us. Knowing, Holy Spirit, that your power enables us to handle any circumstance. And knowing, Father God, that you have a will for our goodness, a will for our good, a will for our life, a will for our eternal life that we can live into each day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.